Spirits and witches. This is Monica. And this is Shauna, and we're your high priestess for this evening. How are you doing, Monica? I'm doing okay. How about you, Miss Prego? I'm doing good. And I'm actually very I was very excited for this episode because we always start talking about what we're drinking and my shit's never that exciting anymore. But this is exciting to me. I'm trying one of the new Coke Zeros. Oh. And it's actually really good good i'm glad you like it because usually i think they taste like diet soda which i think tastes like shit but this is actually pretty good i'm impressed i'm happy with it um i wonder if i'm actually going to care about soda after after this because i think i never really drank it before i think it's just because i'm not supposed to that i want it yeah it could be it could very well be that for sure absolutely but i'm very very excited that i get a taste um a normal sugary taste which i need because i need the caffeine right now because I'm, I'm getting sleepy that's like all i do these days yeah well that's part of the pregnancy as you know mm-hmm. so that's very normal so, so all of you that are like shauna monica like what the fucking program where's my weekly episode it's because i'm sleeping through it guys like monica's actually been on my ass for a couple days to record and i think i've just napped instead almost every time yeah guys be patient with us because i am dealing with a prego over here and sometimes it's hard to motivate her. And if anybody's been pregnant out there, which I'm sure there's tons of you, you can understand and relate to this. So we've been a little bit behind, but it's because of, of the prego. <laughs> so We'll get there, though. We'll get there. I'm slowly feeling a little bit more motivated to get some episodes recorded and out, especially because baby will be here soon. So we definitely uh, will be stocking up on some recordings so that you guys do have some stuff Um while I navigate how to care and keep a tiny human alive. Yes. And that's always going to be, you know, take, take all your naps now. Cause you're going to need them because you're not going to be getting too much sleep later. You know what? A- that's exactly what I've been doing. That's why like, if I'm sleepy, I'm like, fuck this. I'm taking a nap. Cause I'm not going to be able to sleep much longer. Right. Um, and I'm a bad sleeper. Like I don't usually sleep that well. I always wake up in the middle of the night. Uh-huh. I have to say pregnancy has given me the best sleep I think I've ever had. Oh, that's good because you, you have it'll knock your ass out so you have no choice you know what i'm saying so yeah but that's most, one of the most frustrating things about having a baby is losing sleep that first year you know i can it's, see that it's hard but you know you just gotta share the share the responsibility with the dad you know mm-hmm. get him in gear get him ready for that like train him train his ass right now you know? i mean i've been trying to i've been training him with the dogs mm-hmm. like i regularly because mesmer is like incredibly needy i mean i know like a, you know she's not gonna be shit compared to a baby but um she's enough for now but he regularly has to take over mesmer duty sometimes yeah you know yeah. so we'll get there we'll get there okay. we need to cool. stop talking about sleeping because i'm getting progressively more tired the more we Me talk too. about it I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing this with one eye open and one eye closed actually Oh shit, guys! If we're lucky, we might be able to catch Monica snoring. It's gonna be a big upgrade from her humming. We'll get snoring <laughs> instead. That'll be fucking juicy. Don't you dare fall asleep, Monica, because I will not edit that shit out. I will put it up <laughs> everywhere. I'm not gonna fall asleep. I'm not gonna fall. <laughs> so what? What are you drinking? I'm drinking now. This is a new concoction, only because I was out of everything. So I had some lemonade, and I found a little vodka, and I stuck it in there. All right, all right. How is I never, it? I don't know if I created a new drink. Probably not, but it tastes pretty good. It's not too bad. Okay, I can. That feels like that would probably be a really good summer drink. Yeah, yeah. And I know we're in the fall now. I need to get my supply of my fall stuff. Happening. Well, I mean, technically we are in fall. Yes, we are. But it's Los Angeles, so you never know. We did get some really nice fall weather the past couple of days, but it's also supposed to be like in the mid nineties this weekend. So whatever. I- it's still summer. I was in shock for the last two days. It was overcast. I was like, where am I? Is this oh, real? It was, it was lovely. It was, it was lovely. The mm-hmm. I just hope it's like that on, on Sal. And that's all I hope. You know, I'd like to have that ambiance of the day, you know, being overcast and spooky. I just hope it, it overcast goes. Overcast with jack-o'-lanterns. Oh, yeah. You know? um, 
speaking of jack-o'-lanterns um you guys have all heard my epiphany about snowflakes and how it blew my fucking mind when i found out those were real right <laughs> um, if you don't know that story it is in one of the earlier episodes but yeah i don't think i knew that snowflakes were real till i was like 27 but um i kind of had another one of those epiphanies the other day i was talking to a client of mine and she's from i believe virginia maybe uh-huh. uh, and she was talking about how like you know she always finds it so funny that she'll see people with pumpkins on their porch in LA like even now like you'll see pumpkins start popping up she's like I don't know why she's like if you guys carve them they're just they're just gonna rot I'm like well you don't carve them until you know the day before Halloween or or Halloween day you know and she's like well where I come from you carve them like two weeks before yeah and I yeah. was like what I was oh, like yeah. no like I've I'm born and raised in LA where it's always fucking hot on Halloween. So no, like in my head, I've always been like, no, you have to carve them on Halloween or the day before. Cause they're going to be rotten otherwise. So it never even occurred to me that in some places you do this earlier. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Cause it's cool. Yeah. They're not going to, you know, melt and get scary looking, but even if they do melt and get scary looking here, all the power to them adds to the ambiance of Halloween. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it really does, but it just blew my mind because I was like, you mean you guys get that Halloween festivity early and oh, you get yeah. pretty color leaves? What the fuck? Why am I still in Los Angeles? Right. You know, it's funny you should mention Jack-O-Lantern because I am going to be mentioning that in our episode tonight. So oh, I'll be shit, talking I, about it, it something like that. did a psychic thing, guys. Huh? I kicked so hard. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to be talking about um, autumn harvest everything uh since we are in the season of um the harvest and we've already done two harvests but and the third one is coming with Samhain I just figured I just wanted to give you some associations with each of the harvests uh sabbaths um and and some things maybe you'll be interesting interested to know about and find out about now, when Monica first said, like, you know, this is what we're going to be talking about tonight, I was like, okay, cool. And my mind kind of went to things that you can go gather and harvest around your area and that you can personally harvest to put on your altar, or kind of like bring into the spirit of the season for yourself, right? And um, it's definitely something you can do, like, especially like, I don't know, like if you're back east or something, you could go apple picking and put those apples on your altar and stuff but I was thinking of Monica like the first thought was of Monica like in this like black like hooded robe or something with a fucking sickle or scythe like in a wheat field <laughs> harvesting that was the first thing I saw which was kind of funny because there was like all sorts of sound effects that went with it because you guys can imagine like sound effects with it because they would totally be there but then I was like well that's not how Monica harvests let's be real when Monica gathers and harvests it's her thinking she's like a fucking secret agent running around her neighborhood at night fucking jacking shit out of people's front yard yeah yeah i mean the gift from the gods are right there like it's nature it's a you know i mean come on you know let's share that bounty you know what are you gonna do hoard it and let it die off i can trim your bush for you and you get more blossoms next year <laughs> I mean, That's... it's a fair trade. I don't think anyone has ever complained because I won't say that nobody's ever caught you because none of us are slick. Neither of us are fucking slick. So I'm yeah. sure plenty of people have been like, what are these two fucking weirdos doing near my fucking rose bush? Yeah. Well, you know, you know what? The dogs always give me away or those they have those spotlights that come on when you pass by. Oh my those God. Have you gotten caught in those? So I'm walking down this really dark street and tiptoeing and you know I left the car halfway up the block because I spotted something and I pull over and the friggin light comes on and the dog starts barking and blows my friggin cover you know and that. now now there's rings so you're like stuck on people's like fucking like ring footage and shit <laughs> oh man that's gonna be great there must be people around LA like we could do a whole compilation of like <clears throat> ring footage of Monica fucking harvesting oh that would be beautiful yeah, so, I told you we have to do a video because yeah, I've taken you many times. You, you're part of I the have, I, I have absolutely gathered. Stuff. Yes, and like I said, neither of us are slick. So like, 
you know, <laughs> I know that like, I am just as bad as you are at this. And there's not one part of me that's like low pro same thing. Like when I talk shit about like, that you're a messy eater, like Ricky calls me a mini Monica and <laughs> it happens all the time. Like it doesn't, it, it doesn't fucking matter what I do. I just, when I sit down to eat food just explodes everywhere around me. Yeah. Yeah. And Welcome Ricky just shakes world. his head and he's like, okay, Monica, like he always, that's what he calls me. He's like, mini Monica, look at you. <laughs> um, before we I get know. into it, here's a story of Sean and Monica not knowing how to eat. Um, we were at a friend's house and my sugar started kind of drop. So she got me some uh, banana bread and she gave me this really huge slice. So I was like, okay, I don't need all of this. So I gave half of it to Monica and um, one of our friends was like, oh, Shauna, you, you got some crumbs on your shirt. And I was like, oh, crap, I do. And I dusted myself off. And I was like, I get it from her. She's the fucking worst. And right as I see that, we look over at Monica. And her <laughs> shirt has like a slit in it. And she <laughs> dropped like a giant chunk of the banana bread into her boobs. And it just disappeared. Uh-huh. Into so, the abyss. Yeah. It's and not that we're messy eaters. It's just a sign of a strega. So if anyone ever tells you that they're a strega, and they have they can eat really cleanly and have great table manners then they're full of shit they're not real stragas <laughs> right. that's true that is so true you got to enjoy your food without without worrying about it right? just fucking <laughs> you know? finger paint with the marinara sauce fuck it yeah exactly <laughs> and you know anything that falls down the shirt you save it for later or you just exactly. save it for snack or you save it for your mate you know I did that the the other day. I like had like this ravenous pregnant lady moment where I like inhaled this like bag of they're called keto clusters. They're like diabetic snacks that are really good. Um, uh-huh. And I went to my friend's house and I was telling her about it. And then I like looked down and realized that I still had probably like what probably could have been cumulatively an entire keto cluster in my shirt. <laughs> I was just carrying it around in my bra, you know. Save it for did later. It come in handy. Come yeah. on. Did. Hell yeah. Right? I was like, fuck yeah. I'm Made still hungry. Here we go. Come in handy, I'm sure. <laughs> so okay, that's enough about boob food. Okay. Um, what are what are we what are you harvesting, Monica? What are okay. you sneaking around the neighborhood to find in the name of the wheel of the year? Well, I'm nothing yet, to be honest with you, but um, I want to talk about the first harvest for a minute. And it's Lamas, or another name for it is Lugnasa. And it is the first of the three harvests. And it's mainly a grain festival, you know, breads, which we all know. Which Lamas is um, also known as Loaf Mass. Yes, that you named Loaf Mass. I I did not name it that. That's actually, like, what it's called. Oh, really? Oh, Yeah, like, if you Google... No, I just think it's really exciting that that's actually a thing. Like, yeah, if you like Google loaf mass or llamas, like it will come up that loaf mass is one of its names. And I just feel like, I don't know why llamas took off as well as it did when we could just be having a fucking holiday called loaf mass. Come on, guys, get with it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's all about the grains that were grown. And, you know, some witches would gather in fertile fields to perform the great rite during this this holiday because um the fertile fields that's what they want to do you know make everything fertile for the harvest um and and thank the goddess for um bringing such fertile fruits to them so um the the goddess is pregnant with the future harvest of the of autumn and the first fruits of summer came to be known as fertility plants. So did you know that corn, wheat, potatoes, turnips, summer squash, and oats are all used in fertility spells? I mean, the corn, I think I did, but it's just because, again, pagans just have this golden rule that if it looks like a dick, it has something to do with fertility. And since corn is kind of phallic, that I think I knew that. Okay, but I didn't know about some of like turnips and oats but yeah they're all didn't that's actually really cool yeah and they're used in fertility spells and um fruits of the season are consumed with libations being left to deities and so you know you leave some libations for the deities of the harvest you know for giving you such a plentiful harvest 
Also popular for this, this harvest one is corn dollies. People make beautiful corn dollies out of the husks of corns. Um, I swear to God, I thought you said corn dogs. Corn dogs? I, know, corn I dogs. swear to God, I was like, corn dogs? Like, I don't, I don't do you, think that's one of the things for this holiday. <laughs> and you know what? In some covens, it's like a little tradition to pass a loaf of bread around clockwise um, and, and breaking off some and then uh, speak about what they were thankful for. In the, for that harvest. For so that's a little bit of a tradition. Or for yeah. me. Oh, all right. I would think yeah. the thankful thing would be more for Mabon. You, you know, that is for the llamas. Some, that's what some groups do. So, I mean, that's pretty cool, though. That I mean, yeah. once we get into the harvest, it really is about that abundance. So there is a lot of gratitude going around. Yep. So that's the first one. And then the second one, which just happened not too long ago, is the Edom. Edom. Listen to me. Autumn Use your words. <laughs> As second one, it's called Maybon. Day May and bon. night equal, right? Mm -hmm. It's also known as the Witch's Thanksgiving. Yes. So um, lots of people, lots of our ancestors, after they ate, they, they give part of their meal to their old ancestors that, you know, that have crossed over. Which um, I think we should do for every major are, feast. are gathered at that time are nuts, apples, grapes, and berries. And wine is big at this point. A lot of wine. You know, uh, you say that, but when is wine not big? Wine, feast, and fucking every holiday. If you're a pagan, you got <laughs> all three there. Yes, yes. Um, so... Um, let's see. You do you know this? Listen to this one. Drunken orgies were held during this time, and big practice with the Germanic, and of course the Romans and the Greeks. What did I fucking say? Wine, feast, and fucking. Did I just call that or what? <laughs> I think I'm psychicking pretty hard tonight. I feel I feel pretty on point, man. So. The, the grapevines were symbolically used as a decoration in wreath making and unadored grapevines symbolize the emptiness of the completed harvest. So if you see an empty vine that's in a wreath form, it's, it represents they have taken all of their, most of their harvest. And, you know, I talked about this other thing in recent episodes or past episodes, uh, the horn of plenty or that cornucopia you know, that you put on the table on mm -hmm. our Thanksgiving filled with fruit. It actually is a very phallic symbol because it represents, um, you know, the vagina, which is overflowing with the fruits of oh the Oh my heart. God, here go Monica overflowing with stuff. <laughs> she literally said that once, guys. I will try and find that video because I think it's got to be on either this phone or my old phone, which I still have. Um because she did fucking say that, and I have it on video, and I will try to post that on Patreon. You're talking about vagina pizza? This is when you came up with the whole concept of stiff dick pizza versus vagina pizza? Yeah. And I was like, why is it vagina pizza? And you were like, and you were completely sober. I was kind of stoned, so I think you caught, like, this weird, like, sympathy high from me, because you just were acting really weird. And you were like, because it's dripping and overflowing with, and you had to stop and think about it. You're like, stuff <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen this is our high priestess um but you know I, I i don't mean to distract um but i'm going to because i do mean to distract um i was talking to our friend robert um it was his birthday recently and we had planned on like hanging out and i was gonna get pizza and stuff and he was like I, so i was i sent him a message i'm like hey what kind of pizza do you want and his response was vagina <laughs> And I was like, what the fuck does that even mean? Because, like, Robert is a gay man. What does he need vagina for, like, at all? And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, vagina pizza? And I'm like, what? And, like, it was not clicking. He's like, I want good pizza. I'm like, oh, you made a wine spritz and witches reference, and I didn't even get it. What's wrong with you, my friend? What is oh, wrong? I know. But with this said, I did find a pizza spot that i really like that is really good 
um, and we're going to have to get it and put it up to the Monica test. Yes, yes. I was talking about it the other day. I don't even know who I was talking about. Oh, I was that. Oh, is that uh, the little gathering for the little fairy girl? Um, yeah, we were talking amongst ourselves with a few people, and we were definitely unanimously, unanimously voted that East Coast pizza is definitely better. It was a unanimous vote, for oh, sure. Oh, it is. 100%. Yeah. It's different, but you know what? Deep dish, deep dish pizza blew my mind. Oh, yeah? You had it. You were there. We had it together. Where? Here? Uh, yes, we brought it to you. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes. Yeah, it's pretty good. It was pretty good. It really I mean, yeah. I, I, but you know, if it's not, if you can't fold it, and if the cheese is not running down your arm with the grease, it's not good pizza. Okay. All right. I'm not even going to argue with you about it because you're, okay. you're totally right. But deep dish was good. Well, well, we'll try the pizza spot that I found. It's definitely not East Coast pizza, but I, I enjoy it. It may not be vagina. It's, um, I don't know. I have to come up with something on this penis to vagina scale here of what kind of pizza it is we'll, we'll figure that out together at a later oh. time um I'm, I'm going to backtrack for a minute and just because i've neglected to tell some things mm-hmm. um well, going back to llamas you know it is a major holiday it usually falls around august 1st but some of the colors associated with it are gold orange purple and yellow because we're coming into that harvest season um, some of the trees associated are apple, myrtle, oak, rowan, bramble, and ginseng. Crystals would be citrine and uh, peridot. And uh, if you're going to do a spell, you can do apple magic. Um, you can do bay leaf magic by writing on it and burning it to release it. And some of the uh, foods, of course, that are very prominent are apples, barley, and pears. And what are you going to see during this time? A lot of bonfires, corn dollies, and a lot of apple magic. Okay. You know, I um, have one thing I'm going to throw in there because this is a big time for, for wheat. You know, we see a lot of wheat. And so yes. I actually busted out my Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs from Scott Cunningham because this is basically my Bible. Uh-huh. Um, magical use it the powers for wheat is fertility and money and I think you talked about fertile yeah the fertile foods for uh, lo- loaf mass as well right um, but it says here for magical uses wheat a symbol of fruitfulness is sometimes carried or eaten to induce fertility and conception sheaves of wheat are placed in the home to attract money and grains are carried in sachets for the same reason uh-huh. See that. So just so that we can kind of, okay. because I feel like as Good. Monica's lifting to know. some stuff off, I just okay. kind of wanted to throw oh, sure. some of their meanings in there. And I thought we could look at corn real quick too, um, just because corn is also a really easy one for us to get a hold of, right? So this is something that we can always use in our magic. You can make your corn dollies with them. And usually you can get the stuff at the at the grocery store. Or even like I find corn husks a lot of the time at the dollar store. Mm-hmm. which is super exciting and so for corn well the first thing i always think of with corn is abundance mm-hmm. yes i think of Definitely. abundance with it mm-hmm. which to me means that it's all about like money magic any kind of fruitfulness in that way this says that its powers are protection luck and divination mm-hmm. ritual uses here it says the corn mother or goddess is the deity of plenty and of fertility long worship throughout the east and North America. The Zunis utilize different colors of corn in their religious rituals. Blue cornmeal is used to bless and is scattered as an offering. Magical uses for corn are reach into a bin of corn and pull out any ear, count the grains, allow 12 grains of corn for each year, and it will tell you your age. That's kind of fun. That is, yeah. An ear of corn is placed within a cradle to protect a baby against negative forces. A bunch of corn stalks hung over a mirror brings good luck to the household. And a necklace made of dried red corn kernels prevents nosebleed. Wow. Pollen from corn can be used. Pollen, Pollen from corn was used to make rain by ancient Mesoamerican peoples, probably by tossing it into the air. I've never seen pollen from corn, but I will definitely keep this in mind because I feel like we're always in a drought here in Los Angeles. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. And then lastly, it says at one time in the mountains of the United States, if a birth was difficult, red corn cobs were born on the were burned on the doorstep of the cabin or even under the bed to speed up the process. Well, no shit, because you're setting a pregnant lady's house on fire. She's gonna fucking push that baby out <laughs> real fast to put that fire out. Yeah. We won't be doing that for you, Fran. I mean, we might be doing that for you. <laughs> well, I mean, I will. I, I won't be having the baby at home. Um, good luck trying to burn red corn cobs up the doorstep of the hospital because I cannot wait to see that shit on the news. Yeah. <laughs> the witches so. are seen. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm going to go back in, uh, to, to Maybon. Now we're and, here at Maybon again. All right. Yeah. And it is, you know, daytime and nighttime are equal. And it usually falls around September 21st to the 22nd. And, and some it's smack of the dab are... between the sun, the um, autumn equinox and and Samhain. What? What, what was it's, that? It's right in between the autumn yeah. equinox it's and Samhain. Second... Yes. And the, the, the colors are blue, brown, gold, maroon, and orange. And, of course, the foods are corn, wheat, squash, trees, aspen, ha- aspen hazel, locust, blackberry, marigolds, fern and and some of the crystals are amethyst and topaz and you know some of the activities you can be doing are gratitude uh, rituals cleaning baking and kitchen witchery um so that's some of the things that kitchen witchery is a really big one for this harvest well for both of them yeah those are huge ones um I'm going to give you guys a couple other things here because I just busted this out. As you can tell, I didn't really prepare for this episode too much because I think in my head, I thought Monica was like, we're going to talk about shit that we just like harvest. And I was like, yeah, let's do that. So I I was not prepared to talk about the actual harvest. I did not understand the assignment. That's Um, okay. (laughs) But I'm still contributing. So, uh, you did mention two of the sacred plants, one of them being aspen, which interestingly enough, I, I've, I've never worked with. Have you? I think I have, yes. Okay. Well, it says here that its element is air and its powers are eloquence and anti-theft. Ah. Magical uses. Use an anti-theft spells and plant an aspen in your garden or field to be protected from thieves. Place an aspen leaf under your tongue if you wish to become more eloquent. In some parts of America, this tree was called aspen and used magically as listed here. In other parts of America, it was called poplar and used differently. So now let's actually go look at poplar. Uh I will sift this out. I have almost found it. This is interesting. So we're getting kind of like this nice double whammy here. Okay. If I can find it, that is, here we go, poplar, which is used for money and flying. (laughs) And in this case, it is a water element, where before, I think we're at an air element. Um, And magical uses here says poplar buds and leaves are carried to attract money or are added to money incenses. They also have been added to flying ointments, which are used to facilitate astral projection and are sometimes placed upon the body or made into an ointment when working um, with this procedure. So that's kind of interesting though, because though, we're talking about two very different things here from the same plant, but uh-huh. I do love the... Um, money uses here i don't know why but i just feel like that's something maybe that you guys that are listening could do um especially because like i know that like i don't want to be that guy and be like oh christmas is coming like we haven't even got to halloween chill the fuck out i know but um we are getting ready to overspend because we're getting ready to overspend on all the cool halloween shit that's in stores and then yule presents and let's not forget how fucking expensive halloween candy is Uh. so maybe maybe um, a money spell would be nice and then you can use this because even though Mabon has passed we're still in the spirit of of the harvest so this is still a plant that we could work with oh good that's excellent very yeah. good okay well so i'm gonna let be, you keep going i'm gonna be talking about the third and final harvest which is coming very soon which is Samhain. we in our tradition call it shadow fest and um, did you know that all the crops 
should be gathered by sundown on the October 30th. I did because not know anything, that. Yeah, anything after this date would um, encounter the worst luck. And this is from the Celts. So if they didn't gather all their stuff, then they would think that they were going to get bad luck. So they made sure they gathered all of their harvest, the final Interesting. Harvest. You know what? I My guess was that you were going to say something like, because if you don't gather it by sundown on the 30th, that it, it belongs to the dead, like it belongs to the ancestors. Well, I mean, they, they do, they have like some, some, I don't know if it's the Celts or another uh, tradition, but they say that like some kind of goblins will come and take your, the rest of it or, and they didn't want that to happen. So they made sure they gathered everything and brought it in. Interesting. So, yeah. And, you know, apples are a big part of the harvest. Um, in, um, in Ireland, weeks before the, for the Sabbath, they would take um, an apple and cut it in half and they poured all their illness and habits and they put it back together and they would bury it in the ground. I love that. I have something to add to that. Um, the way that it was explained to me, I forget who said this, but it, it just stuck with me, is that if you want to trap something in an apple, you cut it so that you see the star. So like if you uh -huh. cut an apple open, like you'll see that um, the seeds form a star. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that's how you cut it, which I think is if you cut it lengthwise, right? Right, lengthwise. Yeah. Yeah, that's when you will see the star. So that's where you put all the stuff that you're trying to trap and bind in it and put it back together. But you can also make things grow with apples. And to do that, you cut it the opposite way because then it like it instead like you kind of see like the seed pits a little bit. So it's mm -hmm. more of a hole. So it kind of looks like a vagina. Ha uh ha. -huh. So it's like if you want things to grow, you put it in a vagina. If you want to bind them, then you put them in a star. Ah, see. So I like this one about burying it in the ground. Though. I love that. I just love that. Um, now, everyone knows, I think everyone knows that the veil is very thin at this time. And I know you can feel it as well as I can feel it. I've had some encounters in the last couple of weeks. The veil is very thin. And I feel like this year it's going to be crazy because of all the COVID deaths and these lost souls that don't know what the hell happened. But so the veil is very thin. There's a lot of spirit contact. And you can actually burn lavender and cinnamon for spirit contact together. Ooh, I like that. Mm -hmm. So remember that, guys, because you are going to be like part of the whole Samhain um, thing is to contact the ancestors or do work for the ancestors. Mm -hmm. um, in Rome, everything was like turned upside down on this day. The kings were slaves and the slaves were king. And, and this Samhain? is done... Yeah, it was like an upside down in Rome, and it was done in the in honor of the of the goddess um, Pomona, and also, are you ready for this, Fortuna? Really? So, yeah, the sacred holiday felt falls like this on the same day. At night, they lit fires in honor of the next of the next day festivities. The festival of Fortuna, the goddess of wealth and luck, uh, feasting and drinking in honor, so she may be, she may favor the petitions that they asked, and they were thought for Pomona and Fortuna were thought to be able to go into the land of the dead, and bring back the recently departed um, relatives to come and join in the festivities with the living. That crazy? That's really cool. So was Fortuna's feast day then, is it on October 31st? Or did you yep. say it was the next day? So it'd be November 1st. No, it's on uh, on that day. All right. I like that. She's a Scorpio. I feel like that makes sense. Of course. Of course she's a Scorpio. <laughs> um, oh, that's right. You're a Scorpio. I'm inflating that ego. Look at that go. Well, <laughs> you did mention three really cool um, plants that I did want to talk about. And may I first say that pumpkin is not in this book? Wow. That's Which, crazy. Right? I have yeah. I have feelings about that. I just, I need to still process them before I voice them. But yeah, it's not here. But I wanted to talk about cinnamon because, um, you know, I always try really hard to try and put a focus on like the common herbs for you guys. And it's because I don't know where everyone is. I don't know who's in the closet or who can just like, you know, go buy some weird ass herbs 
from an occult store and i also don't know everyone's financial means but you can get cinnamon anywhere it's very inconspicuous you can get at the dollar store um i've actually gotten like a big bag of like cinnamon sticks from big lots before so this is a good one and its powers are spirituality success healing power psychic powers lust protection and love you just disappeared for a minute i don't know if that was recording by the way my friend oh well bummer what did you last hear um big lots oh yeah i've gotten like bags of cinnamon sticks from big lots before so this is a really handy one that you can keep in your magical cabinet that you can get very um very cheaply and you can get powdered you can get it in sticks you can get chipped um so you can get lots and it's pretty easy to find um which i think is excellent so its powers are spirituality success healing power psychic powers lust protection and love so Mm -hmm. i think that's cool because that's pretty versatile it says ritual uses cinnamon oil was used as a part of a holy anointing oil by ancient hebrews the leaves of a cinnamon tree were woven into wreaths which were used to decorate ancient roman temples the egyptians used cinnamon oil during mummification process let me just say if you want to go play with cinnamon oil make sure that you are getting a fragrance if you plan on putting this on your skin or make sure that it's cut with like a carrier oil because it is caustic and if you do just cinnamon oil you will burn the shit out of yourself you will Mm -hmm. absolutely so careful with that because i know so many people that have done it because we just you know we don't think about it we're so used to being around cinnamon careful with that oil magical uses cinnamon when burned as an incense raises High spiritual vibration aids in healing, draws money, stimulates psychic powers, and produces protective vibrations. Cinnamon mm-hmm. is also used in making sachets and infusions for these purposes. So basically what you're hearing is that cinnamon is fucking badass and can be used for everything. Yeah, it's a pretty, <laughs> vers- pretty versatile herb for sure. Yeah, I have two more for you guys. Um just because it's Samhain, so let's go big or go home, right? right. Um, I don't think you actually spoke about this one, Monica, but I do know that this is one for Samhain, and it's garlic. Yes, yes. Uh, Hecate is also one of the deities associated with Samhain or Shadowfest, and this is something that is sacred to her, and it's also delicious, so therefore it's just sacred to me because it's yummy. Um, yes powers are protection healing exorcism lust lust and anti-theft uh-huh. ritual uses garlic was eaten on festival days to hecate and was left at crossroads as a sacrifice in her name which is absolutely something that you guys can do on on shadow fest and i have seen many people do that so it's a really easy way to observe the holiday yes magical uses Garlic was once worn to guard against the plague. It is still used to absorb diseases. Simply rub fresh peeled garlic cloves onto the afflicted part of the body and then throw it into running water. An old spell utilized garlic in protecting against hepatitis. To do this, simply wear 13 cloves of garlic at the end of a cord around the neck for 13 days. On the last day in the middle of the night, walk to a corner of an intersection of two streets, remove the necklace, and throw it behind you and run home without looking back. I don't know. That sounds like a whole lot of work, especially that last part where you have to run. Like, I'm not about that cardio life. Mm-hmm. garlic is also extremely protective sailors carry some while on board ship to protect against wreckage soldiers wore garlic as a defense in the middle ages while roman soldiers ate it to give them courage it is placed in the home to guard against intrusion of evil to keep out robbers and thieves and is hung over the door to repel envious people garlic is especially protective in new homes worn garlic guards against foul weather mountaineers wear it as well as monsters and it also shields you from blows of your enemies when evil spirits are about bite into garlic to send them away or sprinkle powdered garlic on the floor if you don't mind smelling it some of the time 
Garlic is also placed beneath children's pillows to protect them while they sleep. And Brides once carried a clove of garlic in her pocket for good luck and to keep evil far from her on her big day. Rubbed onto pots, pans before cooking in them, garlic removes negative vibrations which might otherwise contaminate the food. When eaten, garlic acts as a lust inducer. And when a magnet or a lodestone is rubbed with garlic, it loses its magical powers. Oh, dope. Don't, don't be doing that so shit. don't do that shit that's pretty good that's another one so so far what i'm hearing is that cinnamon and garlic could probably like be all you need to like conquer the world now isn't garlic effective against vampires as well mm-hmm. but it even yeah. says there that you can hang it in the home to like repel against monsters okay and cool. um, so there there is that so that's actually really cool and i do have one more and this is just because we've talked about spirit conjuring and talking to the dead um and so this was one that again i don't think you mentioned but i thought we could talk about real quick and that's mugwort mm-hmm. um mugwort is an interesting one it's very popular and has a lot of mystery around it where everyone when they hear about it especially like when they come into the to green man and they get to the apothecary they're like ooh court um so i thought we could talk about this and one thing it is related to wormwood which is that active ingredient that we used to see in absinthe which is why everyone would hallucinate and see those fairies um but wormwood is considered a poison so i'm not going to talk about that one today mugwort you still have to be careful with i know a lot of people like to like drink it and go crazy with it but it can be very hard on your kidneys so please like talk to an actual like herbalist or doctor before you do that but no there's plenty of other ways to use it that can heighten your intuition okay and its powers are strength psychic powers protection prophetic dreams healing and astral projection Magical uses. Place mugwort in the shoes to gain strength during long walks or runs. For this purpose, pick mugwort before sunrise, saying, Talum T. Artemisia ne lassus sim in via. I have no fucking clue where that is from or what that means. Um, you will just have to trust Scott Cunningham. I do, so I would probably do that. But the idea of having to pick mugwort before sunrise or running both sound awful, so I wouldn't do this anyway. <laughs> Um, a pillow stuffed with mugwort and slept upon will produce prophetic dreams. Mugwort is also burned with sandalwood or wormwood during scrying rituals, and a mugwort infusion is drunk, sweetened with honey, before divination. The infusion is also used to wash crystal balls and magic mirrors, and mugwort leaves are placed around the base of the ball or beneath it to aid in psychic workings. When carrying mugwort, you cannot be harmed by poison, wild beasts, or sunstroke, according to ancient tradition. I'm going to strongly disagree with all of that. In a building, mugwort prevents elves and evil things, things being spelled T-H-Y-N-G-E-S, from entering. And bunches of mugwort are used in Japan by the, I'm so saying this wrong, but by the, by the anus, such a fucking child, um, Anyway, they're used by the, the by the anus um, to exercise spirits of disease who are thought to hate the odor. In China, it is hung over doors to keep evil spirits from buildings. Mugwort is also carried to increase lust and fertility, to prevent backache, and to cure disease and madness. Placed next to the bed, it aids in achieving astral projection. Ah, yes, it's very good for psychic stuff for sure. Yes, absolutely. So, and um, like I said, like a lot of people like to drink it and stuff, but it is even mentioned here, you can burn it with things like sandalwood or wormwood, um, but you can use it, like you can even find mugwort as a smudge stick, so you can even smudge your bedroom with it, and even just doing that before you sleep will produce prophetic dreams, or at the least very whacked out dreams, so definitely have your dream journal nearby afterwards, because you're going to be on a wild ride. There you go. Very, very good. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm going to continue with this holiday. Now, before we mentioned, we we talked about jack-o'-lanterns for the Patreons, I think. And do you know that our ancestors protected themselves by carving faces in vegetables? In terms, and that's I where it, it was, that, right? Where that it got kind of like it developed into the jack-o'-lantern. And they used to place them in um, around their house 
and around the outside of their circle for protection. That's so. really cool. I think it was originally turnips that were used. Um, but I was actually talking about this recently. I've made, as a kid, I was super into shrunken heads. Um, uh-huh. And so I would make them with apples where you like carve a face into the apple. You don't hollow it out like you would a pumpkin. You just carve the features onto the apple. And then you can put it out like in the sun or I think I ended up putting it under a heat lamp because I had a pet snake. So I just put it near my, my snake's heat lamp. And so it shrivels up the apple and dries it. So it looks like a shrunken head. Mm-hmm. Or it looks like a witch. Yeah. It'll have that. Yeah. It'll have that same um, kind of vibe as like doing it with the turnip and stuff like that. If you guys wanted to try that, because I don't, I don't know if I would be able to find whole turnips like that to carve. Yeah. You could find turnips. You can tell yeah. that I've only eaten them as chips, huh? Because I, I don't think I've ever paid any attention to them at the grocery store before. Well, it is the season, so they should be out. Um, you know, talking about apples and turning them into like little faces and stuff. One time I was in Big Bear many, many years ago, and I was in this crystal shop. And they had this apple in a dish. And it was like, it just like, it just formed so beautifully because of the energy of the crystals. It wasn't all shriveled and ugly and stuff. It just formed like, it was pretty amazing. So that's a, something that you could try to do is put like an apple around a whole bunch of crystals and see what happens. See what, what, what comes of it. It's I have really such an abundance of apples right now. I think I will try that. Try it and see what, you know, carve it like you would and just put it amongst the crystals. Oh it yeah. It preserves it. It's pretty amazing. Nice. It's- I love how we like went to, you're like, you can put an apple with crystals and it's really beautiful and amazing. And I'm like, you could make shrunken heads with it. (laughs) Yeah. Try it. You might like it. Um, One last little thing or a couple of last little things here. Um, Also, our ancestors would place candles in their window to guide the earth, earth walking spirits along their way. So that's another thing you could do on uh, Samhain. And that's um, a really beautiful sentiment too. It's something so simple, but such like a sweet gesture. Yes. And also leave plates of food for your, for your, for the roaming spirits and your ancestors, leave that extra plate out for them. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, you just want to take care of them because that is their, it is their season. And, you know, so it is a greater holiday some people consider it the Wiccan New Year's. Um, some of the foods are soul cates and pomegranates and turnips and root vegetables. And the colors are black and orange. Some of the trees, which I'm not surprised, some of these like cypress and mugwort is big, like you just said. Thistle and garlic, again, peppermint and aloe and crystals, smoky quartz, Hematite, petrified wood, fluorite, obsidian, and labradorite. And a lot of people use um, different forms to get in touch with the ancestors or the spirits. And one of them is the Ouija board. I always find it best if you make your own. But uh, that's one way of contacting the ancestors on that night. So our, our holiday is coming. I'm excited for October and the last harvest. So think about the seeds that you planted uh, on uh, spring equinox and if they have grown and prospered and what are you harvesting for this last harvest uh, season here, holiday. So, and be grateful, of course. Yep. Yep. I love it. Um, I hope everyone enjoys their harvest season and I hope that it has been beautifully abundant for you all because it's also a really good reminder and representation of the year that's passed, the things that you have worked on, that you have manifested, the seeds that you have sown. Um, and we get to see those things kind of come into fruition in different ways for us now. And so I hope you all enjoy your bounty and enjoy your harvest. Absolutely. It is the season of the witch, for sure. Absolutely. So go get fucking witchy. Yes. Get ultra witchy, for sure. Who is your shout out to? 
my shout out is one to one of our faithful listeners, Colin. And I know it's been a couple of months and I told you I was going to give you a shout out and here it is better late than, than never. So this is for you for being such a great, um, dedicated listener to our show. Appreciate you very much. What's up, Colin? Merry meet my friend. Yeah. My shout out is I think to someone that probably does not listen to our podcast, um, but is a friend of mine and his name is Lincoln. And I actually met him about two years ago. I was at doing a tarot gig at this really cool Halloween event in um, Hollywood. Well, Hollywood-ish. And he was working there as well. And he was a mind reading ghost. Oh my. And uh, I am a total fucking geek for magic like stage magic like give me it give me the fucking mind reading and the card tricks and just give me all of it fucking love that shit um so like yeah. i was instantly a huge fan of lincoln's um but he's a mentalist so he does mind reading and he does such a good job and it's so cool um to like watch him do his thing so he's i've really enjoyed watching him perform and it's just really fun because again i'm a magic geek um He's also a crazy cat lady, so he's, like, all about animals, but all about cat rescue and stuff. So he's a really cool guy. His Instagram is Lincoln World Magic, and you can just check him out. Um, sometimes he'll post little bits about magic and stuff, but I was talking to him earlier today, so I figured he would be my shout-out because um, I need my, my magic fix. I need my, my mentalism fix because I just I think it's the coolest fucking thing in the world. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. I hope he's going to hear this. I hope he listens to it. So, yeah. Hopefully. You should send him a little note saying that you should check us out because we, we shouted out to you. So, I yeah. will. I will. And I actually think I wanted to talk to him and see, like, if there's any um, correlation between anything that he does with mentalism that we could maybe talk about. Because, I mean, it's not witchcraft. Like, I don't know what it is. And I wouldn't want him to, like, you know, give away any of, the, like, the secrets of his trade. But it's really fucking cool. Um, yeah. And just total other side note, his two cats, Lakshmi and Luna, are super fucking cute. So, and I think they have their own Instagram too. (laughs) Yeah. So that's what I got. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being patient with us. We know that we've been slow with rolling out episodes, but um, we're here. We're getting stuff done. um, We're all gearing up for the high holy season. So I hope everybody enjoys it. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you for being such faithful listeners and uh, being a part of the wine spirits and witches. So on that note, Merry Merry Meet, meet, Merry Part, part, and and Merry Meet meet again. again.